When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. Whether you're betting the stars and the preds, whether you're betting the vols and Vandy this weekend, Zen Sports is your place to get in on all the action. And True Math Fitness in the Gulch. A new way to work out for the best version of you. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. Brian Callahan introduced his two coordinators yesterday. We talked about it a little bit, but we really didn't spend too much time on Holtz. Now, Holtz is going to be an interesting kind of subject or case study for this because it's the first time that, at least in, in my career, we've covered a, a situation where an offensive coordinator is not calling the plays. In fact, I think this is the first time that the Titans have had a head coach that will call plays as a part of this, other than like, you know, unique circumstances like Dean Pease having a medical incident in the press box in uh, Indianapolis a couple of years ago and Mike Vrabel having to do it on the fly. So we'll take a look at these things together. We'll talk about how you feel if you were made to, if you were even bothered by the idea that this was technically a buddy hire uh, with Brian Callahan, which by the way is totally okay. And we'll uh, kind of dive into it, but it does raise, it was a big complaint for a lot of you with Vrabel. And there are uh, links all over the staff, all over Brian Callahan's offensive staff to his time during Denver. Now, Holtz is not one of them. They spent only a year together in Oakland. But it is worth looking at because I do think the two are going to have a pretty unique dynamic here, at least unique to what we have seen here in previous Titans coaching staffs. So we'll start with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. That's how you can get involved. In the chat there, why don't you let me know in the comment section how you felt about, did you feel better or worse about the hire of Nick Holtz after yesterday's press conference? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, like I said, is where you can interact. While you do that, I'll tell you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and award-winning customer service. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Looking at the press conference yesterday, we learned a, we learned a lot. It was a long press conference, and we spent a lot of time talking about a variety of different things. Um, but we did go through the process of what it was going to be like for Brian Callahan to call plays and what Nick Holtz's thoughts on Will Levis were. I, I think that it was interesting to hear him kind of talk about Levis, and I'll play that clip for you now. Given that we, some of you got into a, a discussion with me about this last night. A lot of you way, just way over the top, I felt, with the level of expectation that you have just because a new coaching staff has come in for Will Levis. And I think that that, you know, I think that there are raised expectations around here. I think that the expectations have been set through the roof. Um, for no other reason than it's an offensive-minded head coach. It's somebody who's going to call the plays. You basically got to... Shanahan McVay, you know, drone or clone or whatever you want to call him 
and that's where the modern NFL is, and that has you guys fired up. That's great. I'm happy for you. But I do think that it's worth kind of taking a second and understanding, no, this is still a situation where they have a lot of work to do, and a lot of work to do with Will Levis in particular, as we discussed yesterday. So to hear Holtz talk about Levis on, well, I guess that also would have been yesterday, on Wednesday was pretty interesting. This is courtesy of the press conference. So, you know, starting with, well, last year in Jacksonville, you know, we weren't really in the first round quarterback market, so I hadn't really watched very much of him. And then starting to watch him, you know, when I was with the Jags, as you know, opponent crossover film, you know, the first thing that kind of jumped off is obviously, you know, the arm talent. And then the second thing I would say that really jumps off is the toughness, right? I think they, you know, we talk about for quarterbacks, you know, the really the three things we're looking for is decision-making, accuracy, and toughness. And you saw all that, you know, and I'm sure, you know, uh, he would say he probably wants uh, to improve in some of those areas and things like that, but you could see that baseline there for him of that those skills are there. And so it was, uh, uh, you know, I think it's a reason what made this job probably so attractive to Brian and probably the rest of us. So that is Nick Holtz speaking on Will Levis. And, you know, not not surprising that uh, Holtz wouldn't have watched a ton of Levis, obviously, as a passing game coordinator in Jacksonville, his focus first and foremost is on offensive game planning, which means that they're not necessarily watching cutups of the Titans quarterbacks, as he said. Uh, they wouldn't have been watching Will Levis anyway in the draft process because of Trevor Lawrence's presence on the roster. And prior to Jacksonville last year, he was in at UNLV as an offensive coordinator. So, you know, I mean, unless you're, you know, I don't know what the what the process for like a, co- a college coordinator scouting the transfer portal is to be honest with you. I imagine it's just like draft meetings that they have in the pros or, or free agency meetings that they have in the pros. Um, but for but for Holtz, you know, however long it takes him to learn Will Levis and for Levis to learn him and for the two of them to learn with Brian Callahan together is only something that can come with time. And we're, you know, we're literally in the first week of this thing. They all just got to town and Levis included, given that he's been at the Super Bowl for a couple of days. But I think in hearing in hearing Holtz talk about a, a couple of different things, it wasn't anything that he himself said that made me kind of perk my ears up and say, okay, like, I get what they're doing here. It was how Callahan talked about him and the relationship that they have and how that's super beneficial to a play-calling head coach and why the model that Zach Taylor and Callahan had in Cincinnati makes sense for he and Holtz together. So we'll play that clip for you here in just a second. Right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. As a Middle Tennessee resident, no workout ever recycled or repeated. TrueMath Fitness has you covered. You can go there for group classes. You can go there for personal training. You can get a membership and go whenever you want and use their awesome facility conveniently located in downtown Nashville. TrueMathFitness.com, again, for your first workout free. So this was Brian Callahan describing the process of what it's going to look for the two of them to call plays together and basically saying, yeah, the bulk of the play calling stuff, it's done by the time we get to Sunday. Then it's just about situational football and if you're going to be able to perform under pressure. Um, is the answer. Uh, because of the way that the, that the week operates and the way you build a game plan with the input from the staff and the input from the quarterback, which is sort of the, the, the cherry on top of the preparation process as you get to Saturday. Uh, quarterback's going to have a lot of input as to what he likes and where his favorites are. He'll rank the plays as we get ready to go to a game. So, for example, uh, you know, we might have uh, our top two plays in third and two to three and third and four to six. They're going to come off the sheet just like that. 
especially early in the game until we have to adjust in between series or, or at the quarter, at the half, however that works. But we have a starting point plan, just like you have uh, your kind of, we call them openers. Some people call them first 15, but uh, you have a handful of plays in there that you're trying to probe the defense. You're trying to uh, give your guys a chance to get a rhythm going. Uh, quarterback's going to have a, an input into that portion of the game plan. So the early part of the game, when you when the calling of the plays is really sort of already done before the game starts. Uh, where good play callers, I think, make their money and where good staffs uh, separate themselves in this league is how quickly you can pivot uh, in the process of a game. Uh, again, whether that's usually in between series or even trying to think about what's coming next. And so uh, the anticipatory part of that process is really, I think, what separates um, play callers in the league. But as far as the game plan and the early part of the game, it's going to be relatively well set uh, before the game even uh, before it even hits Sunday. And so uh, that's that's how you hope it to be. That's how you want it to be. And then again, what, where we make our money on Sundays is um, how quickly we can adjust and pivot and adapt to whatever we're seeing that might be different than we anticipated. Which is all well and good. The play calling process is, you know, 75 to 80% complete before the teams even take the field, offensively, defensively. Like they don't just get these guys out there, give them the whole playbook, or expect them to know the whole playbook for any given game on Sunday and say, yeah, you remember that thing we repped week three of training camp? We're going to run that here on third and six uh, from the, you know, from the Jacksonville uh, 27. This is the play that we're going to run here. You ha you're expected to remember it. Why don't you remember it? What are you doing out there? Nobody does it that way. Nobody does it that way. And if you do, you fail. That's not a, that's, that I think is one of the biggest misconceptions around the act actually of play calling. So with that, I think um, understanding the dynamic between Holtz and Callahan, that's a first critical step to all of this. And in keeping with that consideration, I think that uh, it makes the, the relationship between the two of them make a lot more sense. They basically have to be able to finish each other's sentences. They have to spend so much time together game planning so that, that when they get to Sunday, they can finish each other's sentences. They can do it between series. They can do it in the, you know, in the 45 seconds that you have as time ticks off the play clock and stuff like that before the coach to quarterback communication in the helmets switches off with 15 seconds remaining. So there is a, a lot of this stuff that is tested but being implemented here for the first time and how they go about flushing all of that stuff out is going to basically define how this team operates um, or is not able to operate in some form or fashion in the future. I, I think it's an interesting experiment. We've talked about that a variety of different times. I think that this is probably on a, on a list of teams who are undergoing the most drastic changes this offseason. The Titans are probably the third the like third on that list, I would say the commanders, the chargers, and then the Titans, given what they are going through from a roster and coaching staff standpoint, those teams are the ones that are going to be the most substantially different. You probably toss Atlanta in there as well, though. We'll see um, a lot of their personnel has already set. The thing that they need though, is the quarterback. So with that being said, um, we will, uh, we will move to uh, a different kind of a conversation where, we talked about, do you feel better or worse about the Nick Holtz hire? Do you feel better or worse about the Denard Wilson hire? In the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch after yesterday's press conference. I think with the, with the opportunity of about 24 hours to marinate on it, basically, 
Um, this is a uh, this is a situation as you look in uh, this is a situation as you look at the Titans coaching staff and what the Titans want to be and what the Titans defense is going to be this that and the other that Wilson is going to have to basically be in a bit of a waiting game until they can until they can put together a more full version of the roster. Now he we played this clip for you yesterday also him basically getting prepared to be a defensive coordinator, you come with a playbook ready to go. You come with a, a variety of different options, a variety of different base defenses, a variety of different of a uh, variety of different nickel packages, third down defense, blitz packages, all these things. And then once you have the players, you figure out what they can do based on what you have. You figure out what makes the most sense based on the players that you have and how, you know, trial by error, those things continually evolve. Throughout the course of the season, it's shot. We've talked about this before. It's not just all right. Here's the playbook. This is what it is. Week one. It's the same thing that it's going to be in week eighteen. That's that's not um, that's not an accurate way to look at this thing. So I think Wilson is the person who raised the expectations the most yesterday, just because he's you know clearly a fiery guy. Clearly, you know it's always interesting to see the the differences between an offensive. Uh, minded head coach or an, excuse me, an offensive minded coach and a defensive minded coach. Cause they do tend to carry a lot of the, uh, a lot of similar traits based on um, based on their respective side of the balls. And certainly Denard Wilson quoting general George Patton uh, sticks to the theme of fiery defensive coordinators coming in here to light a fire under somebody's ass. It's still early in the process, but you know, we have OTAs, we have training camp, as we go through that cycle, you know, you get better and better. You learn by doing, right? So you get better on your job, iron sharpens iron. So we'll have call it periods and all that stuff. So, you know, you'll get better on the job, but also it goes back to what I just said earlier, the people that trained me to get here. And then I, I can't mention enough, the defensive staff that we put together, they're gonna all be a part of it. When we get into game planning, they're gonna have their own sections. They're gonna be the head coach of, 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 of their sections, whether it's third down, two minutes, first and second down, drop back, the run game. So I'm going to lean on those guys. And then when we get in the game plan, into the game, the game plan is already done, right? So now it's about calling it how you saw it in terms of how the teams attack, their personnel, their tendencies on situational football, okay? And then as we start to play, we have to adjust to the schemes that they have because they're going to have new wrinkles. And with the guys we have and the wealth of knowledge that we have in that uh, defensive room, we'll be able to adjust quickly, all right, play by play, Quarter by quarter, all right, half by half. So we'll we'll be fine in that direction. So that's Denard Wilson speaking on the Titans defense, how he plans to implement these things. Feel better or worse about Denard Wilson's hire after his press conference yesterday? I, you know, I I, tr I try not to to make too many drastic assessments based on press conferences. Nothing, it doesn't matter if they win the press conference, quote unquote, right? But you are looking for certain things, um, you know, how expansive they're willing to be on certain things, how much information they're willing to divulge, how much of it gets too close to, you know, state secret type stuff where they get defensive and, and just basically getting to know the person and getting to know the way in which he's going to, at least in principle, approach his job and how that changes, right? This is all... Just as the play playbook uh, constantly evolves, these coaches should be constantly evolving. And in fact, if you had an accusation uh, for Mike Vrabel about anything, it would probably be that they did not evolve enough as a as a staff 
And he probably, as far as his philosophical approach, did not evolve at a pace that allowed him, or at least at a rate that allowed him to keep pace with the rest of the league, because this is an offensive driven league. You can't be defense wins championships anymore. Defense helps. Defense certainly was a big part of Kansas City and, and San Francisco in the Super Bowl. But what ultimately won the Super Bowl? It wasn't defense. It was Patrick Mahomes. It was the best quarterback in football. It is Esports Primetime is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident, except I already told you about TrueMath, so let me tell you about Zen Sports. Up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager is what Zen Sports offers you. Terms and conditions do apply, whether you're waging on, wagering on basketball, hockey, everything in between, all your favorite major sports there for you in the Zen Sports app. Daytona 500 coming up uh, in the not-too-distant future. You can wager on motorsports, too. MLB Spring Training Baseball right around the corner. Zen Sports terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. So with that said, uh, let's get into the weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back most in sports this weekend on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll discuss at length together. There's a, there's a lot of different areas that you could go with this. And the place that I continue to come back to, um, and I don't want to play a video because honestly, the visuals are, I don't know, maybe I should have played the, should have put a, put the video in here of, of what happened yesterday at the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade. I talked about it a little bit to start the show. I talked about it a little bit to start the radio show, but just the United States of America could, could use a significant bounce back. Uh, this, you know, the the level of national pride that we have, and rightfully so, um, is all well and good. And I'm, you know, I'm as grateful to live in the United States of America as anybody. I am proud of the fact that my parents uh, wanted me to be an American citizen, so they came back here to have me. Um, but it is a distinctly American problem that we seem to have. And I'm not here to present to you any kind of, here's the solution. I'm smart enough to know better than you are. I'm not, I'm not interested in doing that level of dialogue. I know it's going to break out into a level of discourse. I know there's already people spreading disinformation, uh, you know, politicians spreading disinformation about who the shooters were, were they illegal aliens, all this different kind of stuff, whatever. Um, it's a uniquely American problem. I just want somebody to do something. I'm basically hopeless about it at this point, which makes me very sad, but that it happens in this country the way that it happens in no other country um, should, at some point, uh, grip the country to make moves or to vote and make moves to rectify the situation. Uh, you know, gun rights are gun rights are 100% important. If you're a hunter, if you're an outdoorsman, if you're somebody who enjoys uh, just going out shooting skeet, whatever, like. I'm not I'm not a gun owner or anything like that, but I I grew up around guns for sure. I'm from I've lived in Southern Indiana for a good portion of my life. Uh, we have a we have a gun safe, a gun vault in my basement and things like that. My stepdad was in the Marines. Uh, gun safety and training is something that was very very much emphasized uh, while I was growing up. That we learned how to do. And, you know, the Evansville, Indiana River Bottoms, not any kind of shooting range or anything like that. You guys, uh, I'm not a little more redneck than you guys give me credit for. But with, with all of that, there has to be something, you know, whether it's a mother dying yesterday as a mother did, 
whether it's 21 people, including I think 12 or 11 children ending up in a hospital because of a shooting situation. And, and that was all basically within the snap of the fingers that all that happened in a huge crowd that should have been a celebration. So uh, United States of America and our mass shooting issue um, is the thing that needs to bounce back the most this weekend. And you can't tell me to stick to sports because ladies and gentlemen, there is no place more that you could stick your nose in, in the middle of sports than the Super Bowl champion, defending Super Bowl champion, back-to-back defending Super Bowl champion victory parade. Ridiculous. Anyway, thank you for allowing me to sermonize. I waited till the end of the show to do it. That's going to do it for us tonight. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I'm not back until Tuesday for radio or primetime, so we'll resume all that. Then we'll see what happens over the course. Uh, I'm taking a little bit of a mini vacation. Um, I got a bunch of mini vacations coming up, but we will have you in good hands. We'll make sure that we have Continuous coverage for you at A2ZSports.com. Wrote about Brian Callahan on the play calling today. Wrote about Brian Callahan and Bill Callahan at A2ZSports.com. If you did not get enough offensive line coach talk, it's there for you. Make sure you check out the uh, install with Greg Cosell. We talked in great detail about the Super Bowl, how it was won, how it was lost, and what lessons the Titans can learn from that moving forward into the offseason. We also have some pretty cool stuff planned with the install, so I'd uh, go ahead and sign up to uh, subscribe. And before I forget... I'm not hosting the radio show tomorrow. Lucas is going to be me. Lucas has Bonnaroo tickets, though, to give away for you guys because we're planning something really, really cool with the radio show at Bonnaroo, and we want you guys to come hang out. So we've already given, I think, two pairs of tickets away to people. We have a third pair of tickets to give away to people tomorrow, so make sure you're listening from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone, even though yours truly won't be a part of it. Uh, Lucas will still get you right, and you know, Lucas is probably the better host of the show. We have a bit of a role reversal, right? I'm a better, uh, I'm a better uh, uh, person to react to things that a host says than a host who also needs to react. But you know, it's uh, it's just the way our dysfunctional little radio show family works, and uh, it works just fine for us. So enjoy Lucas tomorrow. I'm sure he'll t- he'll take care of you guys. Uh, no six one five sessions because, like I said, I'm off Friday. We'll get back into it when I get back on Tuesday, and I will look forward to seeing you guys. Until then. This is our cult. This is our team. We bleed blue. This is our cult. Whether win or lose, we love them. For the shoe, beat the Titans. Let the world hear us now. This is our team. Go cult.